is good all the time and all the time God is good let us pray gracious and holy God what a good what a great what an incredible day we have before us and what joy we come to worship you to celebrate you to recognize Lord not just the power today but the love that you share and exude uh, to us today thank you Lord thank you for this opportunity we have to worship to gather even if we may be separated we are together in you so may your spirit surround each and every one of us and may you set me aside that your word is heard loud and clear today in your name we pray amen on the night in which Jesus was arrested right after he had been praying in the Garden of Gethsemane some religious officials and soldiers approached Jesus. When Jesus saw them coming, he had a question for them. Actually, he asked a question to them twice, the same question. Who are you looking for? And both times they answered, Jesus of Nazareth. When the women came to the tomb, as they approached, they saw an angel or angels, and the angel said, The one who you are looking for, Jesus, is not here. He is risen. What or who do you perhaps come looking for this morning? Or are you even looking at all? Now, I need to say up front that I know who are you looking for. Our focus question for today is not proper English. My Latin te teacher, Miss Rogers, she'd be rolling in her grave if she heard me say that. And Miss Hostin, my English teacher, she wouldn't be very happy with me. The question would be better stated, I guess, whom are you looking for? Or for whom are you looking? But when's the last time you've been looking for something or someone and somebody came up to you and said, pardon me, sir, for whom are you looking? I think if they did that, I'd probably give them some great poupon and wonder what they're asking for. If you don't get that, watch the commercial, Google it and, and, and watch it. We share in worship today. We share in some unfamiliar territory, unable to carry out our Easter traditions. We're not at church. We're in our jammies, our robes, casual clothes, sitting on the couch perhaps at home. We're missing our friends, our family, the anticipation of a big meal together. Perhaps we come looking for something to fill that emptiness, to fill that void. Are we looking in the right place. As we hear our Easter story that comes from the Gospel of Luke, as we look at it from Luke's point of view, I imagine that these are some of the same feelings that the women had when they came to the tomb. They gathered to go to the tomb to carry out their burial tradition, but the body was not there. They are perplexed. They're in unfamiliar territory at what they discover. Today would not turn out to be the day they expected. Maybe better? But they are searching. What is it? What is it that the women, what is it that Peter is really searching for today? And how do they react? Let us discover this this morning as we hear the gospel read 
of Christ's resurrection. Reading from the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Luke chapter 24, 1 through 12. You know me by now. Get your Bible. Let's turn to our scripture together. Go ahead, get it, and let us share in it. And on this resurrection day, this holy Easter day, I invite you wherever you are to stand. Stand in honor of Christ's own resurrection. Reading from Luke chapter 24, verse 1. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling cloth stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. But has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words and returning from the tomb they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to be an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter, Peter got up, and he ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Speak to God. Do you remember going to a retail store? You know, not your Walmart, Target, Kroger, but one of those places you go shopping at, right? It's probably been a month for, for many of us. Do you remember going to a retail store and what normally happens at a, at a nice place? Somebody comes up to you and says, can I help you find what you're looking for? I, I confess, I probably usually want to be by myself. Uh, I'm just looking and I don't want to be bothered. But have you also been to the store, as I went yesterday, wishing, looking for someone who could help you find that which you know has got to be somewhere around the corner? Do we gather for worship? Do you gather for worship this morning? Glad you're behind a camera. Wishing not really to be bothered or exposed to, to just be safe and secure? Or do you gather for worship this morning looking for some help, some answers, some insight to all that we are facing? It boils down to one question. It boils down to one question. What do you believe about Jesus? What do you believe about Jesus right now in this very moment? You know, we've been learning all sorts of things about the coronavirus. Some of the info and predictions are pretty grim. But when you put what you believe about the coronavirus next to what is it that you believe about Jesus, then our uncertainties, our perspective on life and the future changes. 
One of the staple traditions of Easter are Easter egg hunts. Love to watch the Easter egg hunts. To watch the kids who are so excited to find and discover and enjoy playing together. And, and I know we miss not having those. And we as the church were sad to have to cancel one. But I hear many houses were egged this past weekend. And I celebrate the many ways through that and, and a virtual Easter egg hunt that we were brought together are shared in this tradition in a new way. Do you know why the eggs associated with Easter? You've probably heard all sorts of stories. I read a story once in a friend's church newsletter that enlightened me in a way I never heard before. His friend's name was Joseph. He lived in the U.S., but his ancestors are in Syria. He's part of the Antioch Orthodox Church. Now, Antioch, as Acts tells us, is the first place in which the people were called Christians. They gather at midnight before Easter for worship. They break their Lenten fast from all meat and animal products by each person getting a hard-boiled egg. They break the shell of the egg because of the inside representing new life, like Jesus breaking forth from the tomb. It's an Easter tradition that he looks forward to each year. Traditions are important, but our traditions don't make or break Easter. Jesus does. It all depends on what or who you are looking for. And if we know what we are looking for, then the answer to who we are looking for can change the rest of our life. In today's scripture, we encounter several people who are looking for something or looking for someone. Let's explore them together. There's Mary and the women who came looking for Jesus that Easter morning. They were looking for his body. They were going to perform the custom preparation since the Sabbath had passed. And what did they find? The stone rolled away. The grave was empty. And there are two angels that said he had risen. And they go to share this good news with the 11 disciples. So then we find the disciples. Do you remember how the disciples reacted to the women when they came? They didn't believe them. What did they say? That, that they thought it was an idle tale. What were the disciples looking for? I don't know if they even knew. It was almost like they had become corpses themselves. I admit I've found myself here, kind of stuck between the cross and Easter, stuck in this place in my life between I know what I want to do, but I know what I can or I can't do. But then there's one who had faith enough. Faith enough to take action. Do you remember who that was? It's good old Peter. Peter just reacts. He ran to the tomb. But what was Peter looking for? I really would like to know what was Peter looking for when he got there? Maybe the truth? He saw it was empty, and he went home amazed. There's three reactions that we see that take place this morning. One's from the women who shared what they had found when they did not find what they were originally looking for. One's from the disciples who are not sure what they're looking for, 
but on hearing the news, they don't believe it. And then one, Peter, he sees the empty grave for himself, but he does not tell anybody about it. I think we often react in the same way when we receive unexpected news. Sometimes we're amazed about what we hear, and we've got to tell somebody. Sometimes we just can't believe it. Nope, nope, that didn't happen. There's no way that's going to take place. Sometimes, though, we believe it, but we keep it to ourselves, contemplating what it might mean. How do you react to Easter? Not just today, but for the days forward. This Easter news this morning is not just breaking news. Easter reminds us that death has been defeated and the power of evil has been broken. But how do we know that's true? How can we count on that? How can we live as Easter people when we feel empty? We feel isolated. We feel trapped. We feel in limbo. And there's the reality of death that is all around us. The answer comes in who are we looking for in this life and in this moment. The answer comes in whether that is Jesus and how we see him. Do we see him as a hero? You know, he's performed some pretty awesome miracles. Walking on the water, that's, that's pretty good. Casting out demons, not too bad. Healing the sick, I mean, he could do that again. But he's not just a hero of the history books. He's a living reality in the present and the future. Maybe we see Jesus as a wise teacher. You know, he could help us figure things out, whatever it is that we're struggling with. A good idea to, to study him and study his word and seek to apply it in our life. But Jesus isn't just one of these prominent figures around that we should study He's a living presence who continues to teach us and transform us in the situations we find ourselves in. Or maybe we see Jesus as a pattern, as an example. You know, the WWJD, what would Jesus do? There's no better example to follow. But he's not only a pattern, he's a living God that strengthens us to follow him and meets us where we are in our emptiness and our isolation. He's not a rigid pattern to copy, but a relationship to invest in. How do you see Jesus? How this morning, this Easter Sunday, do you see Jesus? And where are you looking for him? Maybe it's in the past. Maybe it's for a quick fix in the midst of a crisis. Or maybe it's a long-term solution in a living relationship. The religious establishment, they set Jesus aside. They pushed him aside, or at least they tried to push him aside. They thought it was safe to go on with religion, go on with worship, go on with the laws, and sacrifice as usual, and just ignore him. But we can't confine Jesus to a safe, predictable, traditional role. After Easter, we can't go on living our same old life or following our same old traditions. We can't go on living in isolation forever. 
Life will never be the same after the coronavirus. But you know what? Life will never be the same or should never be the same after Jesus. I want to say that again. Life should never be the same after we encounter Jesus. I'm hopeful that the latter will inform the former. I'm hopeful that Jesus will inform our response and that the church may be being empty today, but so is the tomb. And those consequences are so much more far-reaching. So let us not look for Jesus in the past or in those safe places. Let us not look for Jesus amongst the dead. Let us not treat the good news as an idle tale as the disciples did. Let us not hear the news and not tell anyone as Peter did. Let us not push aside Easter and focus on getting our lives back to normal as the religious establishment did. But let us embrace this new normal. Let us embrace Jesus. Let us look for him among the living. And when we do, we'll find him. We'll discover life. We'll discover life that helps us to navigate this future with confidence and hope that will crack this hard shell we find ourselves sometimes confined in. Why? How do we know that? Because the coronavirus and even death will not have the last word. The living Christ does and will in your life and in my life. I'm not sure what you anticipated. This morning as you turned on your, to the, your device and gathered for worship. But I pray that through the good news of risen Christ, you have found hope if you're hopeless, peace if you're restless, and love if you feel alone. I pray that you have found a new perspective in Christ who seeks to meet you and guide you each day, today, and each day forward. I pray that you have found what you are looking for. Happy Easter, Emmanuel, community and friends. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.